0: This is episode 40 of Everyday Wellness, Powerhouse Strategies for Optimal Gut Health with Brianne Callanan. I'm Kelly Donahue, PhD, mind-body coach, speaker, author, and teacher, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, functional nutritionist and nurse practitioner. Together, we have over 25 years of combined experience in wellness, nutrition, nursing, psychology, and coaching. Our goal at Everyday Wellness is to share easy strategies to help as many people as possible become healthier in mind and body. You can help us to obtain this goal by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. The process takes just a few minutes and it allows our podcast to be seen when listeners like you are searching for high quality health and wellness podcasts. We are so grateful that you are here and for taking time to leave us a review. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today.
1: Good morning. We are so excited to have Brianne Callanan here with us this morning. She is a um, an amazing naturopathic doctor that resides in Canada. And her focus is really helping motivate and um motivate passionate women to look and feel their best um, she's a very very youthful 25 who earned her doctor of naturopathy degree while um, creating her own business and raising a toddler plus a newborn which i just find unbelievable um, and as she says if she can do it you can do it too and she likes to show her patients um, how to do this kind of effortlessly so welcome brian it's so nice to have you on this morning
2: thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here
0: Oh Brianne, you've accomplished so much at such a very young age. We'd love to hear more about how you initially considered a career in Western medicine, but then transitioned into this naturopathic path.
2: Absolutely. So I had always, from a very young age, wanted to help people and be a doctor. And it really wasn't until I had to put myself through the conventional medicine um theory or standpoint, or I needed to turn to conventional medicine when I was pregnant that I really started to question how we were treating patients. The turnkey go in, go out very quick, Um, lack of holistic care that I felt when I was pregnant led me to research other options and look at other ways to treat people with best practices and the more i researched the more i became in tuned with how my body was actually behaving and the things that i could do from a diet and lifestyle standpoint to really optimize my health and feel my best and it was really through seeing a naturopath myself with my first pregnancy and a midwife that really transitioned me into a more holistic natural way of seeing health and it kind of spun out of control in that point. The more I researched, the more I became obsessed. And I absolutely love what I do. And I really think it's profound what results that we can get when we treat people holistically and when we optimize their health.
1: And it's really interesting for me, you know, certainly my background, as everyone knows, is in traditional Western medicine with this, you know, functional nutrition slant. uh, But it's it's uh, the way that I reflect back on 20 years of being in, in medicine is so different. I mean, I, I think about even my pregnancies, like you mentioned that kind of got you thinking differently, but between all the infertility that I went through, infertility treatments that I went through to get pregnant, and then went a very traditional OB route, had C-sections because I had two breech presentations. Um, it makes me, you know, now as I'm, I'm getting older, I mean, now I'm super, super, like, functionally focused. And root cause focused and it's, it's amazing how my life has come full circle but i think it's amazing that you were able to make that transition a whole lot faster than i did maybe 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 your pregnancy is probably what drove that i would imagine that probably accelerated your interest
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course and then even after when i had my two kids and i was going through school you know, feeling those typical symptoms that a lot of women come to see me with, the fatigue, the Mm -hmm. low energy, the brain fog. And of course you go to your doctor and and they say everything's normal Mm -hmm. and your labs come back normal. And I just, I, I really wasn't willing to accept that because of course I didn't feel normal. I didn't feel like myself. And taking the functional medicine route and really doing some comprehensive testing and getting to the root cause allowed me to feel better faster i think so many people unfortunately go through years and years of feeling off or not themselves or Mm -hmm. having that gut instinct that something's wrong but yet you know they're told they're fine and it's it's really unfortunate and it's something that i'm so passionate about really digging deeper with the functional medicine and finding even the slightest thing that's off um if it's not optimal for you you probably won't feel the best
1: Absolutely. And what a profound gift that your patients have, you know, have you with this perspective, because I know that, um, you know, as I was explaining to someone the other day, I said, this is never a dump on Western medicine, but there are limitations to what people can do. And, And much like my own clients will come to me and they'll say, well, I was offered antidepressants. Um, I was told I needed therapy, I was giving sleeping pills, like that was that's the mindset of you've got a symptom, let's give you a pill. And instead of looking a little bit more thoughtfully at what might be going on might might be the actual impetus for for when this happens. So Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful that you're doing that kind of work with your patients. So valuable.
2: Thank you. Well,
0: and you mentioned gut instinct. So let's shift and start a conversation about the gut. So we've all heard that the health of our gut is very important, but I know that you're extremely passionate about that. And so we'd love if you could just talk to us about your own struggles with gut health and protocols that you've recently been doing.
2: Absolutely. So the, the gut is really at the root of a lot of chronic disease that i see a lot of hormone imbalance mood swings food sensitivities it all goes back to the gut which is so so fascinating and the way i approach many of the patient cases that i see is really starting with the gut how are you digesting your food how are you absorbing your nutrients you know if you're if you're taking supplements or you're eating really healthy foods but you're not adequately digesting and absorbing them then we're missing a critical piece there. So I do a lot of functional medicine testing. I recently tested my entire family using a DNA stool test called the GI map test, which I absolutely Mm -hmm. love. And I am never surprised with what comes up on this GI map. Mm -hmm. I've seen parasites, worms, giardia, salmonella, coli come up. Those traditional gut infections that we hear about in the news come up and then even tropical parasites. I've been seeing more and more Mm -hmm. on this DNA stool test. And you know, my patients always ask me like, how could I possibly have contracted that? And you know, our foods are not necessarily local. So we need to be digging deep and considering different infections that we don't commonly see in North America, because a lot of the times they will come up on this, on this stool testing. So Personally, I had parasites, my whole family was treated for parasites, and the amount of energy, mental clarity that I felt after removing those gut infections was incredible they Mm -hmm. really do consume your nutrients they they siphon your energy um, and they make you feel like you're not quite yourself so it's definitely something that i see commonly and i'm i'm no longer surprised with what i see on this gi map because it's it's pretty incredible and people suffer with these infections for years
1: yeah well it's interesting i have a a new client that um, is a Peace Corps returnee, and I, I was expecting that her GI map, uh, which is a test that I use in my my practice as well, was going to be a disaster just based on, I, I already was thinking she had SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. She'd been suffering for many years, and she had one of the worst GI maps that I had ever seen. I mean, I actually, and I was very honest with her. I said, you're going to need to, you're going to be my BFF. We are going to be working together for a while to get through this. But not only did she have some unusual tropical, um, you know, tropical organisms, but she had um, really significant H. pylori infection with lots of virulence factors. And so we're, we're starting there because obviously it's that whole north to south process. But what I found particularly interesting Uh, was that she had multiple parasites, too. And so, you know, talking about the parasites, like, you can travel to places that aren't necessarily tropical. Like, I was in Spain. I've been in Spain twice in the past year. And when I was there in March, I picked up several. So did my husband. And so, um, you know, getting rid of parasites, it's interesting that people, first of all, everyone's grossed out. That's the initial reaction. And then you get over that. Um, and, And then the understanding, like you mentioned, that, you know, they, they burn up minerals that we would use in our body. So my hair started to not look as, you know, lustrous as it normally does. It's colored, but it was not, it was not definitely not looking the same. Um, but it can go all the way from people just feeling not as well all the way up to people will actually gain weight um, related to the in, the changes between dysbiosis and other things that they'll find in their gut that can mm-hmm. be hugely problematic. And, you know, I, I was speaking to a, a woman yesterday, a very nice woman that has been using a different her practice has been using a different test and she can't quite figure out why she's not getting better and I said well the GI map is by far, and I don't get any kickbacks from GI map. I just think it's the most powerful tool that's available to many of us, uh, to use with our patients. Uh, I was telling her, I said, we need to run one. Cause I think part of what we're missing is that you're being treated for SIBO and there's something else that's North of that that has to be addressed first.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love about the GI map too. It's so comprehensive that mm-hmm. not only does it pick up you know different gut bacterial infections but we can also get an idea of you know do you have adequate stomach acid is mm-hmm. the reason that these different organisms are growing, is it because of a lack of stomach acid? And and that we can see on the GI map as well. We can look at, you know, how is your immune system? Is there inflammation? Do we need to refer you for further testing due to elevated levels of inflammation? Um, you talked about the virulence factors with the H. pylori. It also shows us the different um, antibiotic resistant strains that might be present. So, you know, if there's a lot of antibiotic resistant, then that's a time where herbal treatment might be more appropriate, which I think is a very amazing integration in the way Mm -hmm. we can really look at it from both perspectives at what will be most effective and safe for this patient in front of us.
0: Absolutely. So I can picture some of our listeners getting pretty disturbed as they picture (laughs) the parasites that might be moving around in their gut. Can we talk a little bit about what we can do to prevent it? I know you touched on stomach acid and things like that, but can we talk about things we could do to prevent it if we know we're traveling somewhere exotic or at least out of our home range? Mm -hmm. And then also, I know that there's individualized protocols, but just kind of give us an idea of what that might look like do you find
1: yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep Slash Cynthia. That's B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order.
2: Absolutely. So I actually just recently traveled to Peru. So I have a traveler's arsenal all still (laughs) in my purse so what i did is number one make sure to not be drinking the water your gut Mm -hmm. bacteria is not used to the local water so you know i'm a big proponent for not drinking out of plastic water bottles but this was the one time where you know i drank out of the plastic water bottles to prevent those different bacteria from affecting my gut i also took silver every single day. So colloidal silver spray um, is very antimicrobial. So I did that and I also sprayed it on everything. So when I got on the airplane, I was sanitizing, was washing my hands, making sure to use really great hand hygiene while traveling I feel is very, very important. And I took a probiotic specifically, um, Cynthia, I'm, I'm, curious which one you would recommend when traveling, but I personally took Saccharomyces Boulevard, mm-hmm. um, that has really great research on it for preventing travelers, diarrhea, I did a very high dose of um, multi-strain probiotics before I went, and luckily everything so far so good. I've been feeling awesome since coming home. Um, You could also do some antimicrobials, oil of oregano every day would be um, something simple to throw in your your suitcase or your carry-on and just take that as a prophylactic.
1: I think that's really smart. You know, ironically, my second time to Spain, um, I was in the midst of a, I had like very mild candida, but it was the tail end of the parasite candida stuff that I was working on. So I had FC cidal and Dysbiocide, which are antimicrobials, which I was, I was just finishing that protocol Mm -hmm. and also had some sac and some Megaspor. The irony is I did pick up I think some mild food poisoning. I had like eight hours of vomiting and diarrhea, but I think the reason why I rebounded so quickly was that I had been taking all these things. I also had chlorella with me um, as a binder, Mm -hmm. and really it was eight hours of constant vomiting and diarrhea, and then I rallied. And my husband was amazed. He was like, you were up all night long and you were so sick, and I was like, but I don't feel all that bad. Um, But yes, sac is one that I take with me when we travel. Um, I oftentimes will take Megaspore I try to make sure that I've got a binder you know if I if I feel like I might have picked something up you know sometimes uh, clients really like to take charcoal with them as an option. Mm -hmm. that will help bind to you know potential toxins but that's amazing you went to peru every single person i know that has gone to peru in the past two years has gotten sick every single one so that's amazing i'm so happy for you
2: yeah i think we had we had one of the nine sort of feel not so great one day Mm -hmm. but was that the sun or was it the food we're not sure altitude altitude oh The altitude definitely was very, very interesting. I've never quite experienced, um, you know, out of breath just by Mm -hmm. getting dressed. It was was quite a unique experience.
1: I can imagine.
2: What do
0: you think the main reasons are why we seem to see more and more women struggling with gut health now? And as a health psychologist, I'm very aware of how stress plays into our gut Mm -hmm. health. So I'm, I'm curious to know if you think stress is a component in that
2: absolutely so the stress of just everyday life eating on the go not resting and digesting if you are not taking the time to cook your meals and smelling the meals as they cook that's really when digestion starts and you know we need all those enzymes and the stomach acid to be produced So that we can adequately break down our food and that's just not happening because the reality is we're getting kids to different sporting events we're picking them up from school we're busy traveling going to work so the fact that one we're stressed while we're eating that's going to reduce our body's ability to properly produce enough stomach acid and enzymes and that's going to lead to things like dysbiosis Mm -hmm. in addition we know that our thoughts and particularly negative thoughts and negative perceived emotions impacts the tight junctions in our gut, which is really interesting. So zonulin, which is a marker of leaky gut, can actually be increased with stress, perceived stress in particular. In addition, we're consuming various types of foods that are creating inflammation, in our bodies. Our foods are processed, our foods have artificial additives to them that we're not used to consuming on the massive amount. Sugar is another major contributing factor and all of this coming together is really a recipe to create negative changes in our guts. Lastly, we're not consuming the fermented foods that we used to be. I love sauerkraut, kimchi, real fermented pickles. The more you can get those natural fermented foods in your diet, the better it's going to be. And then of course the use of various prescription drugs too can alter the gut flora in your gut. And we really need to take an individualized approach and see, okay, what is going on with the normal flora? What is going on with this opportunistic pathogens in your gut and get you on the proper treatment plan for you? Because for some people, one probiotic might really work. And for other people, Mm -hmm. it might be counterintuitive to be using that one. So that's where that functional medicine testing and individualized care becomes very, very important.
0: I love that we can use basic lifestyle medicine type things like stress reduction and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, preparing our body for digestion just by smelling our food. Those are so critical. And I think those are things that everyone can do and maybe everyone needs to do before they even get to the point of testing.
1: You know, it's interesting. I um, was talking to a group of individuals recently and said, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter if I if I ask this question of children or adults, I get the same kind of blank stare. Where does digestion start? And people are really surprised to hear that digestion starts in our brains and. You can't, you know, be stressed and digest food properly. And and I agree one hundred percent with both of you that um, a lot a lot of this is a function of our lifestyles. You know, we're go 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 go. We stand and eat. We eat in our cars. Um, you know, we're we're eating like a protein bar instead of having a meal. Um, I had a whole discussion recently um, on a thread on on social media about, someone asked, you know, what protein powders do you recommend? And I said, I've I've actually kind of evolved away from even recommending those kinds of things because I think people, and and I'm a realist, I recognize there are times that we all have to grab things of convenience, but we have gotten so far away from eating real food, like actually chewing our food and swallowing it and you know, sensing that we're actually full, that we've gotten to this convenience mentality that, that we don't make time to eat, and we don't make time to relax, and we don't make time to, you know, really properly prepare a meal. Um, so I, you know, I, I fear that this is just the tip of the iceberg of, you know, health issues that we could potentially see, given the fact that, you know, we we have an increasingly stressed, overwhelmed, um, technology-consumed culture. And it's it's not obviously unique here in the United States or in Canada, but all westernized cultures are, are certainly moving in that direction.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely, it's, it's really, really hard to properly digest and absorb your nutrients when you're not mm-hmm. in a state of resting and digesting, right? You mm-hmm. need to have that calm, that sense of gratitude, um, sit down at a table with your family, you know it's we're getting away from those family meals and they mm-hmm. there it's more than just the food. it's about the the social aspect and the bonding and too many people are you know feeling isolated and the technology is really having a profound effect on that.
0: So we've talked a little bit about that mindset piece, but I want to go back and talk a little bit more about the food and the quality of our food and the macronutrient content and composition of our meals. Can you talk about how those things impact gut health?
2: Mm -hmm. So while having proper balanced macros at every meal, I believe is important. I think the micronutrients are even more important. So, you know, a calorie from an avocado is very different than a calorie from fried food. So we really Mm -hmm. need to look at, you know, what are we consuming? We know that artificial sweeteners will change gut flora. We know that sugar will change gut flora. We know that fiber can have a different effect on gut flora and Mm -hmm. it can be positive or negative. So looking at those micronutrients and choosing whole foods, whenever possible, clean protein sources, healthy fats is going to have a dramatic change in your overall health. I was doing, um, a blog post yesterday actually looking at different oil qualities and how to choose an oil to cook with. And one thing that's very interesting is the thermogenic effect of different fats or food in general. So essentially how much energy or how many calories does it take to actually digest and absorb that food? And we know things like nuts and seeds have a really high thermogenic effect. So if, Mm -hmm. if I'm looking at, you know, helping someone achieve an ideal body composition, it's not just about, okay, you need to have 70 grams of fats a day. We really need to look at, okay, choosing those high quality macro sources with the micronutrients that have a higher thermogenic effect. So nuts and seeds are really awesome. Salmon, omega-3s, fish oils, those things are what I, what I typically go to for my, for my oils. And then of course, fiber is so, so important for hormone balance. I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are dealing with hormone imbalances. And Mm -hmm. from a gut perspective, the fiber is really the food for the probiotics that are in your gut. And we want to promote healthy probiotics so that hormones such as estrogen are not being recycled by these gut bacteria. So it's, it's really interesting how everything is completely connected. And, and like you said, it really starts with the foods that you're putting in your body.
1: Are you getting savvy with prebiotics, not just from food sources, but also prebiotic, um, supplements? Are you integrating those? I'm just curious because it's something that I'm starting to do more work with Mm -hmm. and I was curious, um, What your thought was on that
2: yeah like i definitely like you said food first i love Mm -hmm. using fibers from whole foods Mm -hmm. i'm a big big component for cruciferous vegetables broccoli sprouts all of that Um, but yeah i actually i just created a prebiotic fiber supplement with inulin larch beta-glucan those are all prebiotic fibers that are really going to support The growth of certain gut bacteria, specifically the ones that produce butyrate, and Mm -hmm. it's amazing. So the gut bacteria if they have the right food sources will produce butyrate, which is a fuel source for intestinal cells. So it's a very symbiotic relationship that occurs in the intestines, which I think is so fascinating that Mm -hmm. the bacteria and the intestinal cells really work together. Um, Of course, we provide, or the intestines provide a home for the bacteria and the the bacteria provide the energy or the fuel source, which is really, really cool. So yeah, I'm definitely working with prebiotics to help support those, those probiotics, because if you don't have that, it's harder for those probiotics to stay and thrive.
1: Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because I, I, I work with a mentor and, and occasionally she'll introduce me to something that's new. And so my my youngest has gotten beyond SIBO, which was huge for him, mm-hmm. my, my swimmer. And now he's growing like crazy and doing really well. But he's been using PHGG, which is partially hydro- hydrolyzed guar gum, mm-hmm. um, which I cannot tolerate at all. If I even use a little bit of it, it bloats me horribly. Um, and so I've been using a product... Gosh, I want to say it's by Megaspore. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't love it because it's sweet. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to muster through getting through this. But it's interesting how we ourselves, as we are healing from our own issues, we'll try things out. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, note to self, that is tolerable and that is not. Um, (laughs) But I know that a lot of people really enjoy sweet things. I'm like, I'm not one of them. Ignites Metabolism, this is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to try armra.com slash Cynthia 15, or enter Cynthia 15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia 15. You definitely want to check it out. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise. So you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress,
2: Ooh, i love the sweet
1: stuff <laughs> yeah you know it's funny it's it, especially when it's an artificially sweet something um that i don't i don't like but um dark chocolate is about it but it's interesting how our palates will also acclimate and change um as we get older i i definitely gravitate towards things that maybe in in my my 20s i wouldn't have been as you know green foods focused as i am now but that's all good. We, we eventually evolve and change, hopefully, for <laughs> the better, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: I am very interested in learning more about something I read about on your webpage called collagen induction therapy. Could you tell us what that is and who <laughs> it's meant for?
2: Yes, absolutely. So that is... One of the treatments that we offer at the Wild Side. So, I think of health holistically. So, the health of your insides really going to reflect the health of your skin. So, I always work with diet and lifestyle and hydration and proper nutrient status to promote a glowing skin but we also do offer the collagen induction therapy as a treatment specifically for the skin so this is essentially micro needling 2.0 it's a pen that has six needles on it and the needles are inserted into the face and of course you're numb when this procedure is occurring and these micro traumas actually stimulate more collagen growth so with this pen you can use hyaluronic acid some practitioners will use prp so essentially mm-hmm. they'll take um, your own blood they'll centrifuge it and get the plasma and then re-inject that into your face i've done glutathione under the skin vitamin c under the skin tea tree and depending on what you use the glutathione in particular will prevent and glycation end products advanced glycation end Mm. products for forming so these are the things in the skin caused by environmental factors that can promote aging so it's a really interesting therapy to help plump up the skin put more collagen in there it's amazing for acne scars fine lines wrinkles it's really great for stretch marks as well and then preventing the aging process from occurring if you're using the glutathione vitamin c and tea tree so it's it's one of my. I love what I do because I get to invest in treatment plans that I particularly want. So my mm-hmm. my clinic has the collagen induction therapy. We do enzyme peels as well, um, trying to promote the anti-aging in the most natural way possible.
0: Well, I Cynthia and I are already pre- planning our road trip to come kind of see <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Come on
2: over. That yeah, awesome. I'm. I'm
1: all about maximizing as much things as you can do to age as gracefully as possible.
2: Exactly. And this the research is actually out of Germany. The pen was manufactured in Germany and the results that I've seen especially with women struggling with deep acne scars mm. has been has been amazing.
1: That's great. And what's the downtime?
2: It's typically your red for 24 to 48 hours. We do use a mask at the end to reduce inflammation in the skin, but you do want some of that inflammatory process going underneath Mm -hmm. the skin so that you can promote more collagen synthesis and fill in those fine lines and wrinkles. You do have to wear um, a sunscreen, and I actually recommend everyone wearing a sunscreen regardless, and stay out of the sun. Um, So the wintertime, fall, winter is really a great time to have it done and your skin can feel a little bit dry. It can feel a little bit flaky or tight for the first, I would say five days. So we recommend avoiding any actives like retinol for at Mm -hmm. least a week after treatment and using really high quality products and then you're good to go. It it really depends. I have some people who are quite red for two days and then others that um, seem like they're just a little bit peachy for a couple hours after a little healthy glow a little healthy glow
0: two days is really nothing for those types of changes that you're describing
2: yeah it's not you can also the sunscreen that i use has a little bit of tint in it um which is really quite nice and that that will cover any redness it just looks like you were you went on a tropical vacation
0: (laughs) Hey, who wants?
1: hey, sign me up.
2: As
0: long as we have our anti-parasite protocol ready for this tropical vacation, right? (laughs) Yes,
2: yes.
0: (laughs) Well, you also have another program called Wild Side Wellness. Can you tell us about that?
2: Absolutely. So the Wild Side really came to be because after I had my kids, like many women, I was feeling a little bit isolated. I had... um, I had my practice i had my kids but i really didn't feel like i had a community so the goal of the wild side was really to create a tribe of high achieving women who wanted to optimize their health they wanted to look and feel their best so they could really show up in their business their careers or whatever they were doing in their life so i created the wild side there's many different avenues of the wild side. We have our free Facebook community group um, where there are many amazing supportive women, a lot of really great resources to achieve optimal health. And then we have six-week programs where I teach my clients you know, how to breathe, starting at the foundation, how to eat properly, how to track their macros, and tracking their macros in a way that doesn't feel obsessive, in a way that we can transition into intuitive eating, We talk about adrenal health, hormone balance. Really, it's a holistic plan and there's something in there for everyone. And of course, I have my one-on-one clinical practice as well. So there's very many different ways to work with the wild side, depending on what you need and what your goals are. But it's just, it's really grown into an amazing supportive community. And I'm just so fortunate to be surrounded with so many women um, looking for that community, looking for that support and going on to achieve everything that they they want to in a way that feels easy. And you know when you have energy and you feel great, you can accomplish anything.
0: So true. And I, I just love that you emphasize the support piece because Cynthia and I both know that we can have the information. I mean, there's the information is easily available. There's tons of ways to get information about health and wellness out there, but the trick is putting it into action and sustaining that. And we know that mm-hmm. support is one of the keys for making that happen.
2: Yes, the accountability factor is huge in um, my six-week program. It's a check-in every single day and a, and a touch point every single day, so that you know you have that constant reminder, that inspiration, that motivation, and knowing that you are you're not doing this alone. And having that you know that constant reminder and that push of a friend behind you on those days where you feel like you know I don't I don't want to do this. I'm too tired. I don't feel like I'm worthy. If any of those negative Thought patterns are popping up again. You have an amazing support group of other people reminding you that you know you're you're worth this and changing that mindset and recognizing those limiting beliefs and focusing on the mindset piece is really what creates lasting sustainable change because that's the key. Whatever you're doing needs to be both healthy and sustainable. And what's sustainable for, you know, patient A might not be sustainable for patient B, and it's finding that common ground for you.
1: It's interesting. We had um, a podcast guest recently and she said before she even touches on the nutrition piece with her new clients, she works on all the mindset because she said you can you can do all the testing and you can give them all the supplements and tell them all the foods they need to eat. But if they're not ready, you're never going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting that that's how she that's how she begins all of her work with her clients that Mm -hmm. she said it's the only way to really, as you said, create sustainable change.
0: And I love that you list that very clearly on your website. You say that you have to have a positive mindset to get these changes.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially for hormone imbalances. Mm-hmm. Um, too often, you know, we talked about gut health, but cortisol, the stress hormone, is often um, dysregulated in a lot of the patients I see. And it's it sh- you shouldn't have to use superhuman willpower to get through <laughs> your day. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have to use, um, you know, deprivation and and feel that anxiety that a lot of women feel when it comes to food and lifestyle so it's really getting back to okay are you sleeping how's your mindset we need to focus on getting those hormone imbalances corrected first before we we do an intense candida cleanse or a parasite cleanse because the, the reality is people just won't stick with it or they won't come back mm-hmm
1: yep We definitely have seen that happen. So let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and your work and get involved in your programs.
2: The best way to find information on me would be to go to my website, wildsidewellness.com. I also recently published a new book called Wild and Free that's available on Amazon in Canada and the US. I would definitely recommend grabbing that. There's so much information in that book. There's sample protocols there's questionnaires, everything that you really need as a desktop reference. Um, there's, there's thyroid, there's adrenal, there's gut health, autoimmune disease. There's a little bit of everything. And of course the mindset sleep piece is in there as well. Um, so I would say, yep, my website, check out the book on Amazon free Facebook community group is called Wildside community. That would be an also amazing resource for you guys to check out.
1: And it's a great community group. It's one of the ones I enjoy interacting in on Facebook amongst, you know, the myriad of groups that we're all placed in. There's actually consistent, valuable content there.
0: Thank you. We'd like to end our podcast by asking our guests to give two tips to our listeners that they can use for optimizing their health and wellness every day.
2: Ooh, two tips. Okay. So my first one is have fun every single day. Don't take life so seriously. Do something that you thoroughly enjoy and learn how to laugh. I think that is the biggest piece of health advice is just have fun. And my second one would be just as babies are happiest when they sleep and poop. I am a big (laughs) proponent for sleeping and pooping um, for adults as well. If you have really awesome bowel movements every single day and you get a good night's sleep, it's so much easier to take on your day.
1: I love that. That that might be the first response we've gotten like that, but it's I mean it's foundational to our health in every way. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, Brianne, thank you so much. I know that you have a super busy packed schedule. So thank you for your flexibility and we definitely would love to have you back.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.